Hi, talking about several things to do with um, the end times, of course, and uh, the way I see things in, uh, you know, in this world and um, the way my journey is. And um, not everyone's got it right. I'm not saying I'm 100% right on everything, but, but I think when you realise that you're getting dreams and visions and you're getting the word from, you know, the Holy Spirit and from the Lord, you realise that your journey is actually probably not far off as you think. And um, don't forget the words of um, Job 33. Um, that's really important to remember because when you realise that people are getting some things wrong and some things right, it's obvious why. And um, I'm going to read uh, Job 33 now to give you an idea where I'm coming from. I'm going to start it around, duh, 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 around 10. Behold, he findeth occasions against me. He counteth me for his enemies. He putteth my feet in the stocks. He marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. Why dost thou strive against him? For he giveth not account of any of his matters. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealeth their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with pain upon his bed and a multitude of his bones with strong pain so that his life aboreth bread and his soul dainty meat. His flesh is consumed away that it cannot be seen and his bones that were not seen stick out. Yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave and his life to the destroyers. If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, then he is gracious unto him and saith, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray unto God and he will be favourable unto him. And he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto man his righteousness. He looketh upon men, and if any say, I have sinned and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not. He will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things worketh God oftentimes with man to bring back his soul from the pit, to be enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, O Job, hearken unto me, hold thy peace and I will speak. If thou hast anything to say, answer me, speak, for I desire to justify thee. If not, hearken unto me, hold thy peace and I shall teach thee wisdom. Now, again, wisdom is so important. Discernment is so important. You have to pray for discernment to get wisdom with the word of God. Because if you do not pray for discernment, you're going to be caught out by a lot of the foolishness that I've mentioned already on my, on my channel. It is only through praying for discernment that I realise the manipulated, misogynistic, incel narcissists in the Christian community. And... Um, it's hard to believe that is actually in the Christian community, but it really is. And it's very deep and it's been there for a very long time. And um, you know what, as a woman, um, and I consider myself to be quite wise, and I consider myself to have wisdom because I've prayed for wisdom regarding the end times, regarding um, the wolves in sheep's clothing, regarding the uh, tares among the wheat. You know, I've prayed for all of this. So when I speak to a lot of these people, I realize it is from the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit within me that is speaking out. And people don't want to believe that, but it is true. And people always say things like, um, oh, you, you never seem to think you're wrong. Well, I'm sorry. If you can't refute what I have said, then I intend to speak the way that I do because I'm guided by the Holy Spirit and I'm as I said before I haven't got everything right um, I don't profess to have everything right but unless you can refute what I've said with scripture then I'm all good to go to listen so 
I may come across as quite formidable, you know, and all the rest of it, and people have said that, but um, I think I'm just an ordinary person, a child of God that reads the word, and um, I repeat it back the way that I understand it from the word itself. Now, I'm going to talk about um, when um, Emmanuel Macron planted the uh, cedar tree in Lebanon. I'm going to read some extracts from the uh, newspaper as well. Um, he planted a cedar tree in a certain location in the, in the country, which for some represents the fulfillment of a strange biblical prophecy. Now, according to the word located in Ezekiel 31, God refers to the Antichrist called calling him Assyria and the cedar of Lebanon. In the face of this, it should be noted that Macron, a select group of people, call him the Assyrian. On the other hand, the French politician has also been in controversy because of the statements he gave during an interview in Beirut. This is the last chance for this system, he said, referring to the Lebanese government. It's a risky bet I'm making, I'm aware of that. I'm putting the only thing I have on the table, my political capital. He said nothing that the country's leaders will be sanctioned if the reforms are not implemented. This made many think that Macron is investing and working on the creation of a new government. But it is something that cannot be proven. As for the plantation of the young cedar, it, according to new, Now the End Begins, is located in a forest reserving, reserved in the mountains northeast of Beirut. And then guess what? What happened after Macron planted the cedar tree on the 1st of September? in 2020. Well, 15 days later, the Abraham Accord was signed. And then just weeks later, we hear about bats and pestilences and the borders were not shut, but the planes were also coming in and out of the countries. <sighs> nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing made any sense. The spirit of fear was certainly running right throughout the whole world. And people telling me that it is the end of the world, etc., etc. And you, you know what? <laughs> the Lord said to me at around three o'clock in the morning once, be still. And I looked it up. I knew this was a, um, a scripture that was read in church. Psalms 46.10. Again, Psalms. Interesting, isn't it? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, that was all I needed to realise that I should be still. And that, my dear, is what I did. Praise the Lord forever and ever. The maker of heaven and earth and everything inside it and all the generations from the past, present and the future to come. The Lord didn't send me to the slaughterhouse as far as I'm concerned. But the foolishness continued and people were being offered, you know, hundreds of dollars and donuts and beers and weed, <laughs> weed and all sorts of foolishness to take this scorpion cocktail mix of abominations. But me, no, I don't think so. The Lord had already prepared me for this foolishness to come upon the earth. And I didn't know this at the time. But he prepared me anyway, and that is how it was with me. Then to be told that black people are more susceptible. That was the last straw for me, actually. I had to then write to our then um, politician, Matt Hancock, because I was fuming. But what I should have done was simply be still. I, but I was so angry, I wanted to get my point across because I felt as if we were going to be dragged out of our houses and lined up and jabbed up. And that was what I was thinking in my mind because people were panicking and everything around me was crazy and it's on the news 24-7 and blah, 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 people were dying. And then I, when I kept still and thought about it, I thought, you know what? These deaths that are happening now, we've never actually heard about deaths from any other type of disease or or whatever on a daily basis like we are being now this was all designed to make us fear of what was happening in the world don't forget the bible says take heed do not be deceived and then it went in vulnerability order first you know who's going to have this um, scorpion cocktail of abominations i couldn't get over it and i thought to myself hang on <laughs> this is voluntary so again deception so if you, if you listened to what was going off around you, you would have fallen victim to all this nonsense. People said switch off the news. I had discernment, so I never switched off the news. I actually listened to the foolishness. And then I thought, nah, this is enough for me. And at that time, I was writing about Nephilim's Noah's Ark, the changing of our DNA, etc., etc. It just got crazier and crazier by the second. And you know what? Realising that there were eight people in Noah's Ark, not four, was a big thing for me back then. 
because they were, they were talking about four types of blood groups. Why did they lie about the four different types of blood groups? There were eight. And then there were eight in the ark. So things started to make a little bit of sense. And of course, I was airing this on, on the radio and what have you. So instead of panicking, I decided to look further into the scriptures. And of course, Leviticus 17 made sense. Revelation 18, 23 made sense. So let's have a look at this, shall we? Leviticus 17:11. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. And then I went back to the Greek, because I like to read the Greek, because it makes it a little bit more realistic for me somehow. And it says this. Let's have a look. Upon to you have given it, and I is in the blood of the flesh. The life for the soul. It is the blood for your souls, for to make atonement the altar. That makes atonement. Interesting, isn't it? Listen to it again. Upon to you have given it, and I is in the blood. I is in the blood of the flesh, the life. And that's why if they actually wrote it in a way that was really understandable for the normal person like myself to understand, we would have seen this straight away. But I didn't see it straight away. But I was directed that with my research about all other things um, that was going off in the world. And then we have Revelation 18, 23, which everybody knows about. So let's read this in the Greek, because this is, what, this is what's really important. 